Hey everybody, thanks for listening to On The Podcast, a short episode format podcast to give you something to do while you kill time doing your business on the pod. Or maybe you are about to record something and somebody near you has a coughing fit and you've got to wait for them to stop coughing. (laughs) (laughs) Can't help it. Turn an episode of our podcast and learn something while they get over, I don't know, bronchitis? Emphysema. Emphysema. Diabetes. Tickle. Dehydration. (laughs) Who knows? I'm Liz. And I'm Katie. Hey, Liz. Hey, Katie. What are we talking about today? (laughs) Katie, if I I say this word, taphophobia, what do you think that means? The fear of taffy. Yeah. No. (laughs) No. Oh, wait, let me give one more guess. Um, the peer, the fear of the people, peer. <laughs> the peer, the peer of people, pe- fear of people named Tammy. Taffo. Taffo. Named Taffo. <laughs> <laughs> Taffophobia is the fear of being buried alive. Ugh. Oh, Doesn't yeah. everybody have taphophobia? I don't know. Maybe. Probably I mean, not. Because I don't I'll tell you a be... story of somebody who doesn't (laughs) so the fear of being buried alive doesn't come from nowhere because people were buried alive no i know because they didn't know that they were dead and then they had those bells yeah so (laughs) it was called safety coffins and so the very first and basic form of that was tying a string to uh the quote-unquote deceased or the deceased in questions finger and that string would then come up above the ground and was attached to a bell. So if they woke, a bell would ring and you would know that person was not dead. So in this instance, every time a bell rings, an angel is not getting its no, wings. It's Somebody's coming back to life. No, it's not. <laughs> so there, is no, there is no recorded instance of um, those bells actually being used. So why did they do it if they weren't ever used? Why was it a thing? Because I think the instances were rare enough. But there were also like other different type of safety coffins that were built just in case um, in the 1700s. That was when they first started coming about. So I'm going to tell you about a few folks, two two instances of note um, of people who were buried alive. And a lot of them are horrifying. Um, (laughs) These I find a little bit more upbeat. Um, so there was, there was Essie Dunbar who in 1950, she was 30 years old from South Carolina, had a fatal attack of epilepsy and was declared dead. The funeral was planned for the next day because her sister lived out of town. So it was so that her sister could get there in time. Mm -hmm. Well, the sister arrives and right after they've tossed the final amount of dirt onto, uh, the ground, she goes, something's not right. So she orders that the coffin, that you be unburied and the coffin be open. And as the coffin opens up, Essie sits up and smiles and lives another 47 years. <laughs> if I was buried alive, I would not sit up and smile. I would sit up and be like, oh my God, I was underground. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm telling you the upbeat ones. If you want those stories, they exist. <laughs> Would you sit up and smile if your family just buried you when you were not dead? She's smiling because she gets unburied. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be stoked. Oh, 
Okay, all right. Essie's excited about it. So another story is of Angelo Hayes. He was a 19-year-old Frenchman. In 1937, he had a motorcycle accident where he flew into a brick wall, uh, and his face was so messed up that he... And he was declared dead. You know, there were signs of him being dead. Brick wall, waterfall. Brick wall, waterfall. Girl, you think you are dead, but you're alive. Um, he was buried three days later, and the... Uh, the life insurance agency started investigating it because his dad took out took out a claim, and so the insurance agent demanded that the body be exhumed two days after the funeral. They found that he was still warm, and they concluded that he was likely in a coma, which is why he was able to survive on such little oxygen. Mm. And then he ended up living many more years and actually invented a new new security coffin in the 1970s that had a fridge a toilet a music player <laughs> things like that <laughs> but that's not what this How episode big was is that about coffin a body sized with a fridge yeah <laughs> in the 70s in the 1970s yes <laughs> <laughs> but I'm here to tell you about somebody who actually requested to be buried alive. Oh, wow. No. This is our friend Michael, a.k.a. Mick Meany. Those Micks, they're crazy. Mick Meany. He was born in 1935 in County Tipperary, Ireland. Yeah. I Mick Meany. <laughs> now, Mick was a builder and a laborer with aspirations to be a boxer. Okay. Not see how this is connecting to being buried alive yet, but we're getting there. Well, he might. <laughs> so in the early 60s, he becomes a barman for a strong man, mm-hmm. Buddy Chagru. Oh, yep, Buddy. Yep, you heard me, Buddy. Buddy. Uh, who, who owned a pub in England called the Admiral Nelson Pub. Um, I drank a lot of Admiral Nelson in college when I was underage, and it made me quite sick. <laughs> So at this time in the 1960s, it was pretty trendy uh, for these endurance contests that were going around and more specifically being buried alive. It's like the TikTok Tide Tide Pod Challenge. I guess. I don't know. (laughs) Part of me is like, part of me is like if the internet had been around, would people just be so obsessed with burying themselves alive? I don't think so. Um... Well, you know, fads are weird. The cinnamon thing. What else is there? Yeah. Sparkly gel pens. Oh, those were cool. (laughs) So the... By 1968, the previous record of being buried alive was held by the American Digger Odell. Uh. And he'd been buried for 45 days. 45? Yep. Without suffocating? I mean, I don't know the details, but we'll get into the details of this. (laughs) So previously, Mick had been buried in rubble um, because of a work incident for a few days. So he felt like, "Eh, if I've done it before, I can do it again. Were they getting prize money for this? Was this just bragging rights? This is the 1960s. There's nothing to do. (laughs) But again, we've got the previous record of 45 days. He wants to beat that. Mm Mm-hmm. So he trained for three weeks in an oversized coffin um, with, like, exercises and whatnot and a strict diet of steak and cigarettes. Oh, mm, yum. Eating mm-hmm. those cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess I didn't ask what was going on with those cigarettes. 
so on February 21st, 1968, he had his last supper and steak and cigarettes. <laughs> probably. <laughs> and uh, at this same time, the same date, the American Bill White was also working to uh, break the record for days buried alive. So a lot of journalists, BBC was out there covering both stories as they both ascended into the earth alive on February 21st, 1968. And as Mick was lowered, there was actually uh, a music played. (laughs) And he... (laughs) Yeah. So he was buried under seven feet of dirt. And it is, his coffin was affixed with two different tubes, one near the face and one lower. I don't really know if that means anything. But those tubes were for um, food delivery and also communication. Oh, well, okay. So so he has oxygen. He has yeah. food. It's yeah. really just him being underground for that period Stuck in of a time. Box. Yeah. Stuck in a box. And he... Um, he did not tell his wife about this. <laughs> Mick. Yeah. So she Bad didn't idea. know until, and she was pregnant at the time. She didn't know <laughs> until, uh, she heard the radio, um, story of him being lowered. <laughs> the story goes that she's like, well, if he wants to do it, he wants to do it. <laughs> I think if I was that wife, I would like be ready as he ascended and like shoot him. And then he'd just go back into the ground. I think that's called murder, Katie. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Why would you do that without telling your wife? Don't do that. He was Irish and it was the 60s. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, so let me tell you about how he spent his days. He would wake up, eat breakfast, read the newspaper, work out. And then he would talk to visitors through the tube. Did he have a flashlight? No. Well, maybe. I, mean, I don't you know. Can't read I honestly have no idea how he read the newspaper. I didn't yeah. ask. I was like, eh, okay. <laughs> so on day 55, Bill White, our American, taps out. 55 days. 55 days. Ugh. And Mick says, I can make it 100. No. Why wouldn't you just do 56? <laughs> our, our friend Buddy. B-U-T-T-Y. Butty. Buddy. Butty. Tells Mick, nah, man, you gotta you gotta get out of there at 61. So at 61 days, Mick came up from the ground. The guy who beat the record. And he was supposed to be sponsored by Gillette, do a world tour, but that never happened. Mick was supposed to be sponsored yep. by Gillette? And he um, didn't even make the Guinness Book of World Records because there was no just judge present when it happened. So he literally just did this to kill 61 days. Yeah, I mean, it's not in the Guinness Book of World Records, but people were there to witness it. And you know what's his up- biggest complaint was the temperature. And at one point, there actually was a truck that was parked upon him. Mm. And that could have crushed him because, again, this is like loose dirt. Yeah. Uh, luckily, somebody was aware of what was going on and told them to move. Um, and he lived until February 17th, 2003, almost um, 40 years after, after almost 35 years. <laughs> Can't do math. Almost 35 years to the date. 
after he was lowered into the ground <laughs> for six So did Gillette say like, yeah, cool, man. Way to go. See you never. Here's a lifetime Probably. full of razors. Yeah. I mean, how are, that's always like, oh, it's so great. We'll be in touch. And then they go, you know. <laughs> you don't call us. We'll call you. Yeah. Um, oh. Mick, I'm not impressed. I don't understand. I mean, you're not impressed I, that somebody I, lived I in a coffin am, for 61 days. I am seven feet impressed on that spectrum. I'm just I think that's the stupidest thing in the entire world. He didn't get anything for it. I guess we're talking about him today. So whatever. He gets a podcast out of it. <laughs> Mick, I don't know, man. I would not do that. I don't think you're asking the right questions here. I no, I'm asking the right questions. I just think it's stupid. You're stuck in a box for 61 days. Why are you missing the one most important question? How did he go to the bathroom? Thank you. <laughs> all I know is the that there's a trap door in the coffin. That's all I know. What do you like? <coughs> I don't know. Wiggle his co- pants off? I don't know. Why Maybe are you thinking about this pants. harder? He's stuck in a coffin. He, he, he was wearing pants. There's... Pictures of him emerging and going in. He wiggled his pants off. Went poopies. <laughs> Is there another question that I'm supposed no. to ask? <laughs> you don't. I'm just like, you're, you're stuck in a box in a. I w- yeah, I know. For that's 61 horrifying. days. It's okay. horrifying. But you're not impressed. I'm just, I think it's stupid. I'm not impressed being like, Psh, I'm not impressed. That kind of, I'm Brick not impressed. Brick wall, waterfall. Brick wall, waterfall. Psh, I'm not impressed. <laughs> Brick wall, waterfall. Boy, you think you got a record, but you don't. Because no judge was there. So, psh, with that attitude. Uh, uh, all right. I appreciate the knowledge and the story. Thanks, Liz. Yeah, you're welcome. So what's that inside my body? Sounds like not taphophobia, so (laughs) a little bit of knowledge. Okay. See you next time. See you in the deep. (laughs) 